operate in kingdom authority is to operate in the spirit. Amen? It is to operate in the spirit. For it is the spirit of God that is at work within us. It is the spirit of God working within us that gives us the power and also the authority to use that power. God has told us uh, and promised us and spoken to us about many things that we can do and that we should be doing as apostolic believers, as Holy Ghost-filled believers. And we understand that it is not us doing the work, but it is the Holy Ghost doing the work through us. It is the Spirit of God at work within us. The book says it like this in John chapter 16 and verse 12. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Verse 13, how be it, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Verse 14, he shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. Oh, hallelujah. Receive of mine and show it unto you. He will, in other words, he will take of what is mine or that which I have and he will declare it to you. He will show it to you. He will reveal it to you. Now understand, this is God in flesh speaking, okay? This is God in flesh speaking uh, of the working of his spirit. By declaring to us, declaring to you and I in this room tonight, what the Spirit of God desires to do. And that is to take all that is God's and reveal it and give it to us. Oh, hallelujah. See, this is the revelation that the Holy Ghost has been trying to give us. In a nutshell, he's trying to get us to understand what we have on the inside of us. All that is God's has been given to us and is even right now dwelling within us. Now, how many believe that if we truly knew that and believed that and operated in that belief, our lives would look a whole lot different than what they look right now? Come on, somebody. If we truly believe that all that is God's is right now within us. Our lives would look a whole lot different than what they look right now. And this is the series. This is the crux. This is what God has been trying to talk to us about and giving us this revelation of the working of His Spirit because He wants us to know that all that is God's, all of God's power, all of God's ability, all of God's might is even now at work within us. And he has given us the authority to use that power. Oh, hallelujah. Another verse speaks of it like this in John chapter 3 and verse 34. For he whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. This is showing us that the deity side of Christ poured into the natural, or I need your minds now, but the deity side of Christ poured into the fleshly side of Christ. 
his spirit that was without measure. It said, God giveth not the spirit by measure. He didn't measure something out. There was no measuring of the spirit. It was without measure. Why? Because Christ, as we know, was all of God manifest in the flesh. Right? He was all of God. There was not a, a measure, a certain measurement of God uh, poured into the fleshly nature of Christ, but Christ was all of God manifest in the flesh. So now dwelling within this human form of Jesus Christ was a measureless power. There was a measureless anointing. But then that same Jesus, the human form of God in flesh, would turn around and then make this statement in John chapter 14 and verse 12, speaking to us today. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. Oh, hallelujah. And greater works than these shall he do. So if we are capable of doing the works that God in flesh did, but not just those works, but greater works, then we need to understand that just as he, Jesus in flesh, just as he had a measureless power and a measureless anointing with him through the, through the Spirit of God, we also have a measureless power and a measureless anointing. Why? Because we are filled with that self-same spirit. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. And you know what I believe? I firmly believe that what we're dealing with here, it has got to be, and we're going to talk about it a little bit, it has got to be a revelation that we get. Because we can hear about, yeah, okay, we got power. Yeah, yeah, we got, we got authority. And we just keep walking the same way we've always walked, doing the same things we've always done, operating the way we've always operated, even though the Word of God is telling us we have measureless power and measureless anointing operating in us already. Hmm. Oh, somebody just say amen nice and loud. Amen. We have measureless power within us. The spirit of power without measure. The spirit, the ability of God's spirit within us is without measure. There is nothing God cannot do. And that God lives inside of us. And he did not just give us 10% of who he was. He did not give us 50% because that would be something that was measured. But what he gave to us was that which was not measured. All of God within us dwells within you right now if you've been filled with the Holy Ghost. It dwells within you right now. And see, man, I, the, the concept, the lie that the Holy Ghost has been trying to break in us is that lie that tells us, well, there's only a certain few people that can do this kind of thing. 
When, we, when you talk about power and authority and laying hands on people and walking in those kind of dimensions and all that kind of stuff, well, I, I can't do that. But, you know, sister so-and-so can or brother so-and-so can or the preacher can or the evangelist can. But I can't do those kind of things. I, you know, I'm just me. I'm just me. And what the Holy Ghost is trying to reveal to us is that, no, 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 no. Nobody has more Holy Ghost than somebody else. Nobody has more anointing than somebody else. Now listen, you, and, and I might have even said it, but the Lord's changing some things. And, and you might hear it other places, but, but, but this, is what I, this is what I feel. This is what I personally believe. That, you know, some people say, well, you know, there, there's about to be another, a new anointing that falls. And, and we need to pray for a, a, a greater anointing or a new anointing to fall in our lives. And I don't believe that's the case. I don't believe that's, we, we shouldn't pray for that stuff. We shouldn't be praying for that stuff. What we have to pray for is, God, would you just reveal to me the anointing that is already within me? I don't need, listen, because as long, listen, I feel the Holy Ghost now. As long as we feel like there's self, there's another anointing out there somewhere that we need in order to accomplish something greater, then we're always going to feel like we need something, right? We're always going to feel like, well, there's, there's more out there that I need and I must just not have it and so I can't operate in this, that, or the other. That We're always going to feel like we're lacking something. We're always going to feel like we need something. We're always going to feel like something else is out there that we need to fall in our lives and a new anointing to fall upon us. No, we have to just understand that the anointed one lives inside of us. Do we understand this? The anointed one lives inside of us. And to say we needed more anointing is to say that Christ isn't the fully anointed one. Oh, hallelujah. We have got to get revelation of this stuff. It is the will of God for us to be operating in a apostolic dimension that is so far beyond what we're operating in right now. Oh, Jesus, help us now. Oh, hallelujah. I'm not talking to those that are comfortable. I'm talking to those who want to do something greater for the kingdom of God. Mm. I'm talking to somebody who, who, who doesn't just want to stay the way you are and just kind of just plateau and just continue to operate the way you are. Just coming to the house of God and sitting on a pew and paying a few bucks and, you know, in the offering every once in a while and singing the songs. But you want to be who God told you you could be. You want to operate like God told you that you, he desires for you to operate. You want to be an apostolic. You want to be a book of Acts apostolic and do what God told you that you would be able to do. That's who the Holy Ghost is talking to in this series. And in order to do that, he's trying to give us revelation of the fact of what we possess, that we don't need anything else. We don't have to have anything else. We have everything we need. We just need to get revelation of what we've got. Oh, hallelujah. You are not lacking one thing to turn your world upside down. 
Everybody good tonight? You're not lacking one thing necessary to turn your world upside down. Listen, you hear stories and you hear testimonies of people doing great things for the kingdom of God. You go to rallies and hear these, these things of people doing wonderful, wonderful exploits for the kingdom of God. And then you look at yourself and say, well, you know, they, those kind of people can do that kind of stuff. But, you know, I can't do that and I can't operate in that. You, you are believing a lie. You are believing a lie. The enemy has deceived you into thinking that you don't have what is necessary and that it's only for a few certain people. That is a lie from the devil himself because he's afraid of what you would accomplish for the kingdom of God if you ever got revelation of the Holy Ghost and the power of the Holy Ghost that was within you and you began to operate in that power with the authority that God gave you. Oh, hallelujah. Just somebody lift your hands right now. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. God, I love you, Lord. Oh, I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. That's what it's talking about when it says in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. We love that part, but then the second part, according to the power that worketh in us. There is a power that is at work in us right now that is above our ability to comprehend. He says it. He says it. I can do that which is exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or even think. And that power to do what you can't even think about is already at work in you. It's already there. It's all you've already got everything necessary to do and to operate and for the Holy Ghost to operate through you in a way that will absolutely be beyond anything that you could ever possibly imagine. But we need to get revelation of what we possess. Mm. And we need the spirit of God to give us that revelation. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We need the Spirit of God to give us that revelation. Mm. That's why the book says this in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, watch, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height. Listen, there is a breadth and there is a length and there is a depth and there is a height to the Spirit of God that is within us. And it is the will of God for us to comprehend what that is and to get revelation of the fullness of God's power that is at work within us. God says, I want you to be able, that you may be able to comprehend with the rest of the saints, what you possess. But we have got to allow the Spirit of God to give us that revelation. We've got to allow the Spirit of God within us to reveal to us what is at work in our lives. Mm, this is a spiritual revelation. And if we're not spiritual, this is not going to be revealed to us. 
and we're just going to keep going through our day the same way we've gone through our days for months and months and years and years. But what the Holy Ghost has been doing is the Spirit of God has been speaking to us and speaking to us. Why? He's trying to give us revelation because he wants us to comprehend and all of a sudden have this aha moment of the breadth and the length and the depth of the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of God, the power that is already at work within our lives. This revelation, this revelation that when it that we just begin to operate in it and we begin to do it and we begin to step out in faith. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. How many know there's a difference between, there's, there's a difference it's, it's not the will, let me say it like this, it's not the will of God for us to just come to the house of the Lord and to just hear teaching because it's Thursday or it's Sunday and that's what we do on Thursdays and Sundays and we go and we hear teaching and we just kind of hear it and oh that's nice and okay that's the word of the Lord and okay that and this, that and the other and now that's a neat point and you know whatever but then we just go back out and just live the same way we lived before we came to the house of the Lord. How many know the word of the Lord is supposed to change us? Oh, hallelujah. How many understand that the word of the Lord is supposed to, to bring about a change in our lives? And, and when we are confronted with the word of the Lord, the Bible talks about it as a mirror that we come and we're confronted with it. But when we leave, we forgot which manner of man that we were. That when we come and we're confronted with the word of the Lord, we realize, hey, yeah, that's good. And I need to do this, that, and the other. But as soon as church is over, we just go back to being who we were before we ever even showed up to the house of the Lord. And my friend, my brothers, my sisters in the Lord, that's not the will of God. Oh, hallelujah, that's not the will of God for this church, and it's not the will of God for me, and it's not the will of God for you. But it, the, the, the Spirit of the Lord has been speaking to us, and He has been confronting us, and He has been trying to reveal to us what it is we have within us so that tomorrow's going to look different than our yesterdays, and our futures are supposed to look different than our past. And we're... Oh, and instead of just clapping for everybody else in their testimony, we're going to have our own testimony. And instead of just rejoicing with the missionary who laid hands on the sick, we're going to be able to lay hands on the sick. Why? Because we have an understanding this stuff isn't just for five-fold ministry. Operating in the power and the authority of the Holy Ghost isn't just for pastors and preachers and leaders and evangelists, but it's for everybody that's got the gift of the Holy Ghost because there's not one person in the body of Christ that has more Holy Ghost than anybody else. It's just that those people have greater revelation of the Holy Ghost that they have. And it's the will of God for that same spirit that revealed it to them. The Holy Ghost says, I want you to comprehend it as well. Listen, the Holy Ghost is no respecter of persons. He's not picking and choosing who he wants to reveal this stuff to. He's not picking and choosing, well, I, this person's good, and this person's good, and this person's good, and so I'm going to reveal it to them, and I'm going to let them comprehend the breadth and the width and the length of the Spirit of God with them. No, no, no. He's no respecter of persons. Oh, but he's looking for anybody that says, I want it. He's looking for somebody that says, I want it. I want it. I want it. I want to operate in it. I want to operate in the power and the authority. I want to know what I've Cut. I want to know what I've got. I want to know what the Spirit of God is at work within me. I don't want to keep going the way I've always gone and doing the things I've always done. I want to walk in a dimension of apostolic power like I've never walked in before. God, give me revelation of who I am through you. Oh, hallelujah. 
Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. He's looking for hunger. He's looking for hunger. He's looking for somebody who's desiring to be used of God in greater dimensions, in greater ways. Because when he finds that person, he says, I can show you now. I can reveal to you now. Let my spirit talk to you. Let my spirit work. And all of a sudden, as we begin to pursue after the greater things of God, all of a sudden, revelation begins to come. Revelation begins to come into our minds and into our hearts. And that revelation leads us to action. Somebody lift your hands down. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. God, what a shame it would be for us to just go back like we were before this series. God, what a shame it would be for us, for you to try to talk to us about this for two months and for us to just be willing and content to just go back to how we were after you told us all of this stuff. But God, I believe in this house right now there's some people that are hungry. I believe there are some people that desire to be used in greater ways and in greater dimensions than they've ever been used before. You know what, let's just take a minute now. If that's you, if that's you, I'm not trying to force anything on you, but if that's you and you want to be used in greater ways, I wonder if you could just stand and lift your hands. Come on, just stand. Just do it if you want to do it, but just stand and lift your hands to the Lord and begin to cry out to God and let him see your hunger and let him see your passion. Let him see your desire for greater things. Mm. Reveal to me the length, reveal to me the depth of the Holy Ghost that is within me. Come on, that's it. That's all right. Come on. Amen. Amen. Just give me a few more moments. I think the Holy Ghost is working here. And we're just going to give the Holy Ghost, we're just going to allow Him to do whatever He wants. You may be seated just a few more minutes. Stay, stay in a frame of mind of. That's why the book says this. I'm skipping some stuff. But that's why the book says this in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Somebody say walk in the Spirit. And you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other. So that ye cannot do the things that ye would. 
There are things that we are supposed to do as apostolic believers. There are things that we are supposed to do. You got to remember the series now. Heal the sick. Did they go pray for the sick? He said, heal the sick. These are the things we are to do. These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Cast out devils. Preach the kingdom. Freely you have received. Freely give. These are the things that we are supposed to be doing. But how many understand that when we walk in the flesh, instead of allowing the Spirit to reveal to us the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, the power that is within us, when we walk in the flesh instead of walking in the Spirit, the Bible says we are never going to be able to do the things that ye would. These things that I have promised to you, these things that I have given to you, these things that even now already are in you, he says, if you follow after the things of the flesh, you're never going to be able to operate and do the things that I have called you to do. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 8 says it like this. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. That word soweth means to make provision for or to give into or to allow to rule and to reign. So when we give into our fleshly nature that, you know what, we're just going to coast right here. You know what, we're good right here. Right? You know, this feels good to my flesh. I don't have to get out of my comfort zone. I don't have to really do anything. I can just kind of show up for church and be a Christian and just kind of coast until Jesus comes. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, that's, that, that feels good to our flesh because we really don't have to crucify much flesh to operate in that kind of dimension. We don't really have to get beyond our comfort zone to operate in that kind of dimension. So what are we doing? We're sowing to the flesh. Every time the Spirit tells us to do something, we don't do it because of flesh. We are sowing to our fleshly nature and what makes us feel comfortable. Oh, hallelujah. And the Bible says that when we do that, we're, we're, we're not going to see the promises of God. We're not going to see everything that God told us that we're going to see. We're not going to, to reap life everlasting in that particular area or that particular instance. How many know, how many know that we are to be uh, 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 givers of life? Am I right about it? Amen. We've got the, we've got the, we are alive, the Bible says, in Christ. We are alive in Christ. And because of that, we have the power, Sister Nancy, to dispense life. Life flows. At least life is supposed to flow through us. Oh, hallelujah. We live in a world that is dead. We live in a world that is dark. We live in a world that is all mixed up. They don't know what life is. All they understand is death and, 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 and sorrow and pain and, and destruction and all this kind of stuff. We are to be a light in our world. We are to be those that release life from us. When we speak, life is supposed to be coming forth out of our lips. Oh, hallelujah. My friend, I, man, I can see it in my mind. When we walk into rooms and when we begin to talk to people, when, when we even begin to speak to them, there should begin to be a change that comes into their life. I just feel something when I'm talking to you. Oh, hallelujah. There's something different about when you walk in the room, something changes. 
When you walk into the room, it doesn't matter what kind of day I've had. It doesn't matter how dark I, 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 my day might have been and how dead and lifeless and, 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 and hopeless my life was. When you began to speak to me, I, I felt some hope that I'd never had before and I felt some life that I didn't have before. That's who you and I are supposed to be in this world. We are supposed to be givers of life. And that's what the word of the Lord is saying, that we are to reap life everlasting, that when we come into a situation, we are to show forth life. We are to give life, whether it's to our neighbors, whether it's at our job, whether it's at our school, whether it's in our family, whatever it is. When we show up, we are to show up with life. And there is to be power and there is to be a spiritual Anointing that begins to flow in that room and things begin to change and conversations begin to change and outlooks begin to change. Worldviews begin to change. Why? Because an apostolic showed up. An apostolic who understood and understands the power of the Holy Ghost that is within them. And so they began to, 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 to speak life into that which is dead and those around them understand and take note. Everywhere we go, everywhere we go, everywhere we go, we are to operate in this manner and in this dimension of life, 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 life. Oh, hallelujah. How many believe that? Oh, hallelujah. But we have got to be controlled by the Spirit and not by our flesh. That if, we're, if we do not allow the Spirit to lead us and give us revelation, then we're never going to be able to speak life into these areas. And it's going to be comfortable for our flesh, but the people living in darkness are going to continue living in darkness. Come on, somebody. We're going to stay in our comfort zones and, and feel comfortable in that place and in that environment because this is what's comfortable and safe for us. But the problem with us being safe is that those around us stay in darkness. So the Holy Ghost is saying, listen, if you're going to sow to the flesh, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to be able, the only thing you're going to be able to release is death because they're going to stay in, in, in their death because you're not showing forth and giving forth life. They have no other option besides you and I. This world has no other option besides you and I. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. They have no other option to life except you and I. And it's the will of God. And he said, listen, come on, don't sow to the flesh. Don't sow to the flesh. Don't sow to the flesh, but allow the Spirit of God to be revealed into you. And allow the Spirit of God to reveal to you the power and the Spirit and the power of the Holy Ghost within you so that wherever you go, you can begin to dispense life through your words and through your actions. Life in a dark world. Oh, hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 2 and 12, now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Listen, what we have received isn't anything that this world could have gave us, but what we have received is from God. It is the Spirit of God. And the Word of the Lord says that we might know the things that have been given to us. Oh, hallelujah. This is what I'm talking about. Right here, that we might know the things. Oh, hallelujah. That are freely given to us. We didn't deserve, we didn't earn the Holy Ghost. 
It was free. It was a gift, the gift of the Holy Ghost. It was freely given to us. But this right here is the crux of the whole of the whole series. This is it right here. He said it is pointless for you to have the Holy Ghost if you don't know what you have. This is it right here in a, in a, in a verse. Uh, he said it is pointless for apostolics uh, to be walking around with all of this power and the authority to use that power if they've never allowed the Spirit of God to reveal to them what they have. They're just going to go through the motions. They're just going to sit on a pew. They're never going to release life in any form, in any fashion. They're never going to lay hands on the sick and watch people recover. They're just going to mundane, 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 boring, 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 apostolic Christian life. But he said, I want you to know. I want you to know the things that have been freely given to you. Why? Because you've got some stuff in there that can change your world. You've got some stuff living on the inside of you that could absolutely change. Oh, hallelujah. Does anybody believe what I'm preaching right now? It can absolutely change your world. But he said, you got to know what it is. You got to know what it is. You got to have revelation. And the only way you're going to get a revelation is if you allow the Spirit of God to begin to talk to you. That's why we've been talking about submission because you can't be unsubmitted and have the Spirit of God talk to you. That's why we talk for a couple services about you got to get right with your brothers and sisters and, and put away all bitterness and all that kind of stuff. Why? Because you can't be bitter against other people and have the Spirit of God talk to you. That's why we talked about the things you think about and the things you say and the lies you believe because you can't believe lies and say wrong things and, believe, and, and think wrong thoughts and still have the Spirit of God talking to you in a clear manner. That's why we talked about all this stuff. Why? Because he says, more than anything, I want you to know what you have. I want you to know what you have because he knows that if we would ever get a revelation of what we have, mm, there would be no stopping the church. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. Some people don't want to know. Some people don't want to know. They just want to sit on a pew like they've always done. They don't want to know. They just want to sit there and do nothing. I'm not being mean, but I feel something rising up in me right now. They don't want to know. They just want to keep going through the motions and do. And listen, man, we love you and we're glad you're here. But let me tell you something, who God's talking to. He's talking to a group of people. He's talking to a group of people that say, you know what? I'm tired of doing everything I've always done. I'm tired of just, I'm tired of seeing all these promises in the word of the Lord and not walking in any of them. I'm tired of seeing all these prophecies that, that are resting over the New Testament church and never experiencing any of them for myself. Oh, I, I just, you know, go ahead and ask yourself, how, how, many, how many times have you laid your hands on the sick and watched them recover? Immediately, instantaneously. There's a, there's a ton of stuff that I haven't done. 
that has been promised to me in that book. I've never laid my hands on somebody that was blind and saw blinded eyes open. I've never seen it. I want to see it, and I'm going to see it in Jesus' name. But there's got to be something within us that says, I want something greater. I want something greater. I don't want to just do what I've always done and got what I've always got. I want to walk in a new dimension of the Spirit. And in order to do that, I want the Spirit of God to reveal to me what I have. Mm. Lift your hands if you would. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Let's just stand, let's stand, let's stand. I feel the Spirit of God moving in this place. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, I'm not trying to beat anybody up tonight, and if I came across that way, I apologize. I I really didn't. I I don't mean, I, I just, I feel so passionate about this. I feel so passionate about what God's been talking to us about. And I just, and I I could be wrong, but I I feel like maybe this series is coming to a close. We're maybe going to answer some questions on Sunday and get some of that stuff tied up and answer some of those questions, and then maybe we're going to move on. But I just, what I don't want, I don't want this to just be another series. I don't want this to just be, well, you know, that was kind of neat and that was cute and you know what, and then we just kind of fall right back in to the the same old ruts that that maybe we were operating in for years. I don't, I just don't want that. The Lord is speaking to us about an end time revival. He is speaking to us about a, a last day outpouring of his spirit and he is talking to us and he is telling us that it is up to us. We, gotta, we can't ask God to do something that he told us to do. Come on, do you remember this stuff now? That he told us to do this stuff, and the only way we're going to do it is if we understand what we have. And I want to see it more than anything. I want to see this place packed out from wall to wall. Oh, hallelujah. I'm already thinking about how we can get cameras set up and so that we can project the service into the chapel and we'll have that as overflow and fill the chapel up with chairs and they can watch the service on the screen in there, everything that's happening in here. Sitting chairs up in the in the foyer out there and, and the service in here will be projected on all the TV screens and they can watch and listen to the service in there and in the chapel. Oh, hallelujah. This is what I want to see. This is what God has promised to us. Come on, this is what God has promised to us. Does anybody believe this now? Come on, this is what God has promised to us. Somebody just with your lips, just agree right now. Just, come on, come into agreement with me right now. Oh, hallelujah. God is a church, we believe this. As a church.